0: This is episode number 111 with Eugene Wu of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human who is intent on learning.
1: It's a really fascinating, fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. 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 now, the Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help.
0: I am the CEO and publisher of Founder Magazine, and I am your host, coming to you live from Melbourne, hometown Australia. So let's talk about today's guest. His name is Eugene Wu, and he's the founder of a company called Vengage. He previously founded a company called Visualize Me, which was an infographic tool that allows you to turn your LinkedIn profile into a resume infographic. Um, he actually ended up selling that company and uh, he ended up also building Vengage at the same time and then now he's still building Vengage and uh, it's growing really, really fast. Now, what's really cool about this interview is uh, Eugene's actually uh, become a great friend of mine of late and uh, I met him through Another mutual friend, when I spoke at a conference in San Diego, and um, you know we've really hit it off. He's a, an amazing guy, incredible entrepreneur, and uh, he really tells the story of what it means to never give up. I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna give you too much, but uh, you know he's 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 received a lot of adversity and uh, a lot of twists and turns as an entrepreneur. He's been doing it for a while. And uh, it's really, really interesting to see, you know, how he's building his, his, his latest company. But also at the same time, you know, the way he thinks about building growing startups. And uh, yeah, these, he, he's absolutely crushing it uh, with Vengage. These guys generate, you know, 50,000, 60,000 leads a month, uh, which is absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, Eugene, a great guy, doesn't hold back someone that I feel privileged to call a friend and uh, you, you guys are going to love this. All right. That's it from me guys. If you are enjoying these episodes, please, 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 please do leave us a review. It helps more than you can imagine. Check out the magazine. It is the fruits of our labor. Um, you know, if you just search founder in the app store, Google play store, and it's F O U N D R, you won't be able to miss it. And, uh, That's it from me. Now let's jump into the show. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to join us, Eugene. Oh, thanks for having me, man. It's uh, it's my pleasure, dude. So uh, we, um, we connected through uh, one of your colleagues uh, at social media examiner. And uh, I've been really, really impressed uh, with uh, what you guys are up to across marketing, across product, across everything that you guys are doing. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really pumped to have you on. So the first question I ask everyone that comes on is, how did you get your job? How did I get my job?
1: I I actually won a startup competition. That's how I got my job that eventually led to this job. So back in like 2011, um, there was this like hackathon called Startup Weekend. And it was the first Startup Weekend in Toronto. And I actually went there, you know, I didn't really think much about it. Uh, pitched this idea that I had that's always sort of like sitting on the back of my mind. It's a simple idea of just like basically turning your in, your resume into an infographic with one click. Uh, essentially, it took your LinkedIn profile um, and then it just visualized your LinkedIn profile into this beautiful infographic. Um, so I pitched the idea, you know, got a cu- couple of guys uh, uh, to work on it over the weekend. And uh, and that kind of blew up like it was um, you know, it was it was mainly luck, I have to say. It was luck and and good timing. So at that point, like infographics had just begun to kind of peak. A lot of people were interested in it. Uh, and at the same time, like, you know, resumes haven't changed. They still haven't changed now, to be honest. They haven't changed in a long, long time. And so so we got a lot of attention and one thing led to the other, and, and I, I ended up quitting my job. Uh, starting, you know starting visualize me which was that uh, infographic company and then and then later on created another infographic company called Vengage, uh, which is the one that I am now leading
0: Awesome, and uh, so when you started um, Visualize me at the hackathon. Did you were you working in your day job or or what was happening there?
1: Yeah, so so I had a I had a day job. I was also sort of freelancing uh, a little bit, uh, on the side, building some mobile apps. Uh, but yeah, but I had a, you know, had a, I was a software architect slash, you know, software engineer.
0: Gotcha. And then, uh, when you won the startup competition for visualize me, that's when you went full time.
1: That's when I find, I mean, it, it took a while. Like I, I think I waited a few, you know, a few months, uh, to the point where I kind of just felt like, you know what I, you know, I've, um, uh, it, it, it isn't my first startup. I actually had, a I actually tried starting something uh, about two years prior to that and failed. And so I already, I had like a taste of like failure and, but, but I still went, went ahead anyways and did it again. So I was like, oh, I, you know, I'll give it another try. And, uh, I think maybe two or three months in, I kind of felt like I need to do this full time, uh, talk to all the people who were involved. Uh, uh, not all of us from the hackathon, you know, went, went, uh, full time, but, but a few of us did. And, and we I sort of just kind of pulled the trigger and did it.
0: Yeah, okay, I see. So can you tell us about your um other startup before we keep moving along the journey? Oh, the the first one? Yeah.
1: yeah. so so the first startup I did uh, was two thousand and eight. It was when during the financial crisis, uh, essentially i I got laid off. So I had again, I was like a software engineer uh, for like a for a healthcare company. I got laid off, uh, and and so I decided, hey, you know, probably not a good idea, but I decided I'll start my own business, you know, even though, like, everything was just kind of going crazy, like, everyone was losing their jobs, uh, the economy was really bad, and I just, des- I, you know, whatever, you know, foolishly, I guess, decided, because um, I've always wanted to start my own business, and I thought, you know what? I got some severance, so so you know I got some severance pay. I forgot what it was, but it was like maybe like three months or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then and then, because I live in Canada, the, the government also pays you some sort of uh, uh, what we call uh, a minimum. It's a, it's called EI, an uh, unemployment insurance or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it paid you this minimum for up to a year. So I thought, hey, you know, I got laid off. I got some severance. I got like a year if I just like. You know, just kind of do it really cheap. uh, If I just live really cheaply, which I could back then. I mean, I was very good at like not spending money. Um, And so I said, I'll start my own business. Um, uh, It was um, I was in the healthcare field, so I started this healthcare. It's sort of like a patient healthcare patient uh, management system. You know, sort of um, um, sort of intelligently tells you when you need to do your checkups if you had a disease. Uh, you know, if you had like diabetes, for example, when you need to do certain exams and and sort of automates all that whole process to you, for mm-hmm. you. Uh, that was my first startup. Uh, essentially I wrote, but but I made all the classical mistakes of startup, uh, startup, uh, first time startup uh, person makes. Like I didn't talk to, I only, I had a uh, one doctor friend and, and mainly he was my, you know, sort of my quote unquote client. Uh, and I was like mainly building it for him. But in actuality, like he wasn't really my client, right? Because like a single doctor don't buy your product. It's it's either a hospital or like a clinic system buys it. So I didn't have the sales process sort of well thought out. And but I was building it, so I spent like you know six months, nine months building it. Uh, uh, you know, like doing exactly what you're not supposed to do instead of validating the sales process and all of that. I basically just built the whole thing and then like decided to sell it one day after I, I finished building it, which was, which turned out to be very, very difficult trying to sell healthcare software, you know, as like a one person, you know, entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, what happened? Like you were cold calling, like, like tell me about that process.
1: Yeah. So, wow, well, wow. I did cold calling. So I first started, um, I literally did cold calling, I actually did door to door as well. Uh, I basically wow. went to all these clinics door to door, and and that's when I learned how difficult selling to doctors was. Um, I was competing for with with these pharma reps, like farm like these people selling uh, selling uh, drugs, and they were they were all from big pharma, right? And and basically, I wasn't competing as and I wasn't selling pharma products, but I was competing for their time, right, for mm-hmm. the doctor's time. So you know, in the waiting, room, there'll be like this, you know two really good looking farmer, and all pharma le- reps are really good looking for whatever reason, whether they're men and, or women, they're always very good looking. They have money. And then here's me. And then and here's like this, you know, young, you know, software guy uh, try, trying to sell my my <laughs> patient care software. Uh, it was, you know, looking back, it was kind of funny, but I I didn't know. Uh, and so I, I just did whatever I could. I cold called. I actually went door to door. I remember going to this one, like I Google, like this one built this medical building. It had like 30, 40 offices. It was the whole building was just office. And I was like, great, I'll just start from the you know top floor and just go down and hit, you know, 100 (laughs) uh, medical uh, clinics and see Mm. what happens. And and I did. I mean, I I I did make sense. So don't get me wrong, I did sell some of it, but it was very little. I think I probably sold, you know, in like the few months that I was out, you know, uh, hitting the road and calling, I probably sold like 10. Like subscriptions, uh, it was a SaaS, right? Well, obviously, I I probably sold like ten subscriptions, and the product was in this like very beta state too. So,
0: gotcha. And
1: um um, so eventually, I yeah. I kind of figured I did the I, I did the math, yeah, and I figured out uh, probably this is not going to work. So, and I so,
0: so I quit. Yeah, I see. And um, what happened to the people that were
1: using it? I I mean, I I basically told them the truth. I was like, hey, you know what? I can't, you know, like. I, you know, I basically told them the truth like this is not successful. Like they knew I was a small business. They knew I was just starting out. It wasn't like, it wasn't like they thought. Oh, they were buying from a big company and it was stable and all that. They were sort of like just trying it out as well. They were sort of like beta trying. You know, all of them were sort of like beta testing, trying it out. And so yeah, and so so I I told a lot of them like I'm not gonna. We're not gonna continue with it because. You know it's 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 not feasible for me and uh and i actually quit uh and i did the one thing that a lot of people you know think it's the worst thing you know after you have a startup i went back and got a job right like i and i always thought you know oh my god it's gonna be like the, and if, at that point it like was like the worst thing it was the worst feeling in the world basically quitting and then i remember i interviewed for some job you know took my put my resume out interview for some jobs uh, I got a job fairly quickly, to be honest, like, you know, because there's always, you know, the good thing is there's always demand for software engineers. So very quickly after I quit, like, I think, you know, I think maybe like, a, you know, two, three weeks, I don't remember, but very shortly, less than a month, I was, you know, interviewing and I was, you know, I got, you know, I had like one or two offers and I took one uh, one offer. Uh, and I remember just feeling like crap. Like it was like the word, like, I remember like, oh, I got a job, you know, like financial pressure. Because, you know, so... Mind you, I like spent a lot of money because it was more than a year in, and I had like basically no income, um, and and so it was a financially I was like great, I'm gonna get some money again. But then it was also like the worst feeling ever because I felt like I failed. Um, you know that feeling in your gut when like when like you feel like someone gonna punch you. Like I felt that for you know after accepting the job. That's what I felt. I felt terrible. Um, mm. Yeah, but the but the but the good thing is like after I went back to you know went back to work, you know like very quickly. I was like, you know what, this is not that bad. <laughs> uh, I, it didn't feel that bad. Uh, it just, it was just a psychological thing, right? Cause failure is just like, so shameful. you know, I don't know. Like I thought failure was like so bad and everyone would just be like, Oh, I Yeah. Shameful. Exactly. It was more like an internal thing. I think no one else really cared. And once I dealt with it internally, it was fine. Like I was fine after that. I was like, Oh great. You know, like it's, it's good experience. Uh, and, um, uh, and uh and i you know i had a and then i helped you know went back to the workforce
0: mm. but you didn't give up so um you you started working on visualize me um you won that competition so i'm curious um because vengage is an infographic startup too Where does this love and passion for data and, and infographics come from
1: okay so so it actually started it's like i so remember what i said i had this idea at the back of my head a while ago um so I was doing some freelance work while I was, I, while I had this like job. And one of the things was, you know, obviously when you're a freelancer, you, you kind of need to, you know, kind of advertise, get your profile or your resume out to people, show them, and also, you know, do some mark, internet marketing. And I wasn't very good at internet marketing back then. I didn't really know much. Um, like I knew how to buy AdWords. And you know, so, you know, I knew that it was this thing called blogging, but I never did it. I mean, I did some of it, but I wasn't very good at it. Um. So one day, I actually saw this infographic that changed my life, and it was this infographic by this guy called Chris Burlock. He had created an uh, 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 infographic resume, and and it it went viral. Like it was in Huffington Post, it was in like TechCrunch. Like it was oh, wow. insane. It like it was this thing that went viral. Um. And uh, and he yeah. And he he his whole thing was like he was trying to get. I think he was just graduating from university. And he was trying to get a job with Huffington Post. So he had, oh. did, he had, you know, and he was a he had like some design background. So he was very good. Uh, so so he, he he took this out. It went viral, and then he he fi- he got a job. Like he actually got a job with, with Huffington Post. And it, and I remember the TechCrunch uh, headline was like, you know, like the you know the viral infographic resume like actually lands his dream job or something to, like that, right? Mm. And I got really inspired by that. I was like, I was like, man, <laughs> this guy like you know, I, I need one, I need to get one of these uh, infographic resumes. Um, and so, so I actually hired, so I'm not a designer, right? So I, I couldn't, I knew I couldn't do it myself. So I hired a designer, had him design on one of these uh, for me, one of the, uh, one of these infographic resumes for me. And then I, that was when I realized, so I had one by myself and I realized, man, I can, I can make software to do this. You know, it wasn't, you know, because I'm a software engineer, I was like, I can like everyone can have this, not not just someone who's a designer or someone who uh, who uh, who has to hire a designer. And by the way, back then, hiring a designer to do one of these things was, was not cheap. I think I spent like, I don't know, like a, a thousand or maybe fifteen hundred dollars on it.
0: Yeah, wow. And, and I
1: knew like I could automate this because LinkedIn has a uh, LinkedIn has an API, and it's all just visualizing data and visualizing some text. And I was like, I totally do this. Like I, I, you know, so. But I, so I had that idea. I parked it in my brain. I, you know, obviously, you know, I was, you know, got busy, and I didn't really have an excuse to to do it until until startup weekend, that hackathon. That I thought I, I, I told you about that. That's when I kind of were like, all right, I'll just pitch this,
0: see what happens. Uh, and uh, and you know,
1: long story short, that was uh, that was how Visualize Me started.
0: Gotcha. So, you went um, full time a few months later on Visualize Me. Um, and I know that um, unfortunately you had some run ins uh, around uh, the team, um, ownership, leadership. Are you able to share some stories there? Yeah, sure, sure.
1: So so I, you know, again, Leno, you know, with Visualize, we again made a lot of the classic mistakes. Uh, one of the main ones was uh, I, you know, I started that company with people I didn't know very well. Basically, we met for one weekend and we started a company, right? It's like basically marrying someone on, on a first date, essentially, uh, which is what I did. So, so, so I started the company. I mean, yeah, I laugh now, but really I was like crying, you know, back then. But uh, but it, it really was. I mean, people say like startup is like a marriage and I basically got married after like a weekend fling, essentially, right? Yeah. That's what I did. So, so I did that, you know, I had, I have a lot of, so I had like, I forgot, I I don't, I didn't forget, like maybe like four or five co-founders of fairly big team. Oh, wow. Um, I think like maybe a couple months in, you know, one of the co-founders, one one of them left, Uh, essentially, you know, we weren't making money and we had no funding um, and everyone was just sort of living off, you know, their savings and not everyone can live off their savings. And, and I understood that, but. Uh, but there was, you know, and and so so there were there were arguments about, oh, how are we going to be sustainable? And I was like, you know, like uh, I couldn't get money. So I, you know, we tried raising money and and, and failed. In fact, uh, we applied to YC, Y Combinator, mm-hmm. and also and we got it. We got into the um, uh, interview rounds, and uh, and and then we we bombed the interview. Uh, essentially, you know, it was yeah. I was I'm not good at on spot interviews, and, and 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 not to mention like. Uh, the YC people sort of saw that our team was really weak, which which it was, <laughs> okay. uh, and 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 rejected us. So, uh, you and your
0: whole team—you guys—flew to San Fran.
1: Oh, uh, just just like two of us, I think, just oh, two okay. of us went. So, so we, by then it was only three of us. And then when when I said I wanted to do YC, um, one of them didn't want to go. So, so only two of us went. And the first question they asked us in the YC interview was like, where's your third co-founder? And I, and I was like, oh, he didn't want to, he didn't come. So it didn't start <laughs> out good at all. Like, in fact, it, in fact, in retrospect, um, uh, like people was like, why, why did you even go? Like if your co-founder, like one of your co-founders didn't want to go. And, and, you know, and it turns out like he was, he was about to quit, right? Because after, so when we came back, he then told us, um, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit. And and I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Um by then I was really like really in the in I was really low by then because it was, you know, it was like another hit in the stomach and I was kind of depressed actually. After the YC thing, I got really depressed. Um, uh, because, you know, that was like sort of my last hope, kind of like, okay, this is like we didn't raise any money like we we're kind of going but maybe like we would get into an incubator and that would save us uh, and then we didn't get in and then and then and then um one of the co-founders left and so it was just me and this the and hannah the, this uh, this other girl who was my co-founder one of the other only co the only co-founder that, that 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 stuck with us that stuck with me and i was like i was really down i remember like it was end of the year um, I didn't even go. Like we had some shared office space that that we had won from the. Um, I didn't even go into the office for like weeks. <laughs> okay, I was just like at home, kind of like do busy work, you know, sort of trying maintaining maintaining the um, maintaining the, you know the site. Uh, and yeah, so 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 that that was that was that was the ma- the major I would say mistake uh, that I made with 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 VisualizeMe. And then with with Wen you know, I, then I became like a lot more cautious with with co-founders.
0: Hmm. I'm curious, um, because with visualize me, you did have a lot of market traction from what you told me. Like I believe that even I saw Vi- uh, visualize me when, you know, obviously before long before I met you. Um, so, so how did that happen? Yeah. So, so, so the, the good
1: thing, so I'm I'm telling you like internally, like all the bad things happened with the co-founding and the team, but the good thing was that the site actually did really well. Like as like we had, you know, we had had a landing page even before before the product was being built, and we had like two hundred thousand signups. Like it was insane back then. You know, two thousand eleven was it was very high. It was very very high. I remember we use um, launch uh, Launchrock, and they and the Launchrock people told us, "Hey, your your site, your launch page is the biggest, had the highest signups of ever of any other launch uh, launch sites." And I was like, "Wow, that's that's a lot. That's really good." Yeah. Um, how did you get that many signups? Yeah. So, so I would like to say like, I, like, I, like, we, we market it really well, but it, it wasn't, it was, to be honest, it was good timing and, uh, and it was, it was partly luck um, because what happened was people, you know, the um, journalists and back then the tech, the tech journalists were really looking for something and they liked the idea. They liked the idea of visualizing. They, they liked it a lot. Um, and, and it was all inbound. So, so these days, I have to go out and, and I had to outreach to people to get pressed. But it, with visualize me, the press came to me. Like TechCrunch came to me. You know, mashable came to me. And then, and it was organic, right? So once it got on the big sites, then I remember like I we even had, you know, like snippets on, on like CBC, on like BBC, like it like it was on the news once. Like someone told me, hey, I heard someone, you know, it was app of the day and your your site visualized me is on the news. I was like, really? Yeah. Um it was in like Ma- like printed magazines. I remember like reading up someone like told me, hey, there's a, there's a little snippet on you and like men's health or something like that. So all of that happened organically. Like I didn't really, I mean, we did some outreach at the start, but once the ball got rolling, we like, I didn't really do anything else. People, you know, people just really like that idea of visualizing your life or visualizing your your career. Uh, and because it was new back then, it was it not. Now it's not new anymore. Like everyone's visualizing everything now, right? Uh, but back then it was fairly new. So, so we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of natural press, you know, and all the signups came uh, or came like co- came through these referrals. Uh, and we did have a re- in launch rock. There was a referral loop, so it said that if you you know share this, like you would get an early you basically get a, like a early uh, access to it, and and a lot of people actually shared it on their Facebook, on their uh, link, on their LinkedIn, on their uh, on their Twitter. So that kind of made it a
0: little bit viral as well. Ah, that's really smart. Um, okay. So the sad,
1: so the sad thing with that story is I then I then I kind of thought that, oh, press was really easy because I had a really good time, a <laughs> easy time with it. And then when Van Gage came around and I started pitching people, nobody cared. Even people had written about us, they didn't really care about us. They were like. You know, because it was now an infographic tool. Um, it was, you know, like a, it was like a tool now. Like, so, so it's so much harder to pitch like a SaaS tool than it is to pitch like this consumer, you know, personal visualization, pro- like this infographic product. Um, and I remember with, with Vengage being very frustrated going, oh my God, like, you know, like no one's answering any of our emails to pitch this uh, this product. And this is the product that actually would make money, right? This is the product that, that actually has this prescription. It would make money. It would be sustainable, and the uh, and press didn't, you know, no, no one really cared uh, initially. Yeah, it, it was very difficult. I remember when we launched, it was very, very difficult to get anyone to care.
0: Mm, I see. So, what happened next? How long were you working on Visualize Me before you sold it? So, so Visualize Me sort of then was on, a,
1: you know, it was on maintenance mode. Like we had some pro, uh, some features planned, but essentially I was focusing, you know, a lot of my time was now focused on, on Vengage. And then, and then I would say, how long was it? Like a year and a half in, I got really lucky. Uh, uh, you know, um, someone uh, uh, Matthew Pithinsky, who, who was the CEO of Parchment, uh, really liked the site, and he acquired us. So for a while, the Van Gage team—that was me and three other uh, uh, Van Gage Visualize Me team—we uh, we you know we we went to so I went to work too with, with the three engineers I had. We went to work with uh, with Parchment so i was there until uh, middle of last year so so essentially i was there for a,
0: a little bit more than a year gotcha and you had to hand over
1: yeah so i handed it i handed it over vantage to to uh, to another team to my co-founder uh, and then we hi- he also hi- we hired a a, a, general, a gm as well and then basically they they took over vantage uh, and i went to work for uh, uh, for parchment and I actually learned a lot from Parchment. So Parchment is this company that uh, that's in the education space. Uh, they were doing uh, transcripts and credential digitalization and, and transfer. So I know it sounds like very technical, but it's actually a pretty good product. Uh, and they sold to like all across all across uh, from high schools to you know universities uh, to to other institutions. Uh, and, and, and Matthew, Matthew Patinsky was, a, a, is a very, you know, he's a very well accomplished, uh, CEO. He's, he, his previous company was Blackboard, which is, which is like one of the biggest education tech companies, uh, around. I think he had like a, it had a, like a $1.8 billion exit. So, so wow. he was very well known. He was, very, so, so I got to learn. And so the good thing there was like, I got to learn firsthand, um, what it, what it was like running like a sort of a medium-sized company, so parchment uh, is sort of like a 150 to 200-person company, and, and I got, I had access to him, I had access to him, uh, you know, like, we would do one, you know, I would, I would talk to him, I would say, you know, at least once a week, so, so it was good learning experience for me, I, I learned a lot from, uh, from him, and, af- and after a year, I, I felt like, you know, it was time for me to sort of go back to, go back to doing my own thing, so so i left and uh,
0: and 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 went back to to vengage to Ven-Gage. gotcha now um, you said that uh, you had some investors for visualize me and do you have investors for vengage too so for visualize me no we didn't have any investors so like i said
1: i didn't get i wasn't able to raise any money um, it was just uh, it, it was just you know our own my own money essentially um, for vengage um, we have one investor we went to a, so after the YC debacle, um, uh, I sort of went. Out, once I composed myself, I decided, hey, why don't we go to an incubator here locally in Toronto? Uh, and so I, I started ta- looking around, and we ended up with a new incubator called Jolt. It was run by an organization called Mars, which is fairly well known in uh, in Ontario. So so we got like fifty thousand so dollars, not not like a lot of money, uh, from that one uh, from from uh, from Jolt, uh, which was which is like a seed fund like an incubator slash seed fund. Uh, and then we also got, and then much uh, a little bit later, we well, I applied for this government uh, grant slash loan called the CMF and got some money, got a couple of hundred thousand dollars from them as well. Ah. So so we, de- we did have money. So if, if we hadn't, so I to be honest, I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't gotten that, that government uh, uh, loan. Yeah, for Vengage. For Vengage, exactly. Because we were, because, because that allowed, so the $50,000 allowed us to hire like one, one developer, and, and I wasn't getting, like, I was not getting paid, obviously, um, or hired like one fairly low, you know, like a fairly fresh out of school developer. And then we got uh, the first, I think the first uh, tranche of, of loan was like 250000 or something like that. And then that allowed us to hire another two or three, develop, uh, two de- three developers, actually, we, we were
0: up to three developers, and then we could pay ourselves a little, like a small salary. Gotcha. 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 Um, so, uh, what, what's really interesting is, uh, with your story, you sold one startup, but you had one kind of running in the background, but it wasn't really, um, doing that well. And now it's in this past year, you've, since you've come back, you've literally blown it up, man. And, and, uh, you guys are growing very fast now. So, can you tell me about that experience, and let's talk about some of the technical things that you're doing? Because I'm very impressed with your with your marketing skills right now. Sure.
1: So, so when I when you know when I left, you know Van Gage to, uh, to join Parchment, like it's it sort of like you know, it was sort of Van Gage was sort of out of my hands, and it it dwindled it basically. Sort of, it, you know, it was supposed to go on autopilot, but it it didn't. Like it kind of just it went down. Like there was attrition, uh, and then. I remember, you know, in the summer of last year when I went back and I, you know, I was like, wow, there's only like two people left in the company. And very shortly after that, one of them left. So at, so last year uh, around, you know, this time, actually, uh, there was only two people in Vengage, which is hard to believe. It, it was just me. Uh, and I was just sort of like kind of didn't know what I was doing. I was like, oh, should I just continue Vengage, like write some blogs. And then there was uh, a Steven, a, a, a developer. So he was just sort of maintaining the site, maintaining uh, vengage so that, it, you know, wouldn't crash or anything. Um, we didn't really have that many, you know, users, didn't really have that many um, uh, paid users. Like the tool worked, but not really well. Like, and, and there was like no customer support. It was nothing basically. Mm. Um, but but the tool worked. So the, but the core of the product worked. Like whenever people came, you know, a certain percentage would uh, a certain percentage would, would upgrade. And, and so I knew, look, you know, we, we, we need to fix the stuff that's not working. And then, you know, they, a lot of them churned because it wouldn't work very well. And so, so slowly, like we, you know, I hired like two other people, I had two key hires, uh, including Nadia, who, who, you know, yes, uh, uh last, uh, summer of last year. And then we cranked up, we made huge leaps in, in, in the product. So within, Within like two to three months, we basically fixed all the bugs, made like had a had a new design. So that the design was very old. I updated the design uh, of the off the landing page, updated the design of the of the tool itself, sort of modernize it, uh, and then started marketing. So we started marketing and we did, and so we decided to focus on SEO because SEO was one of the the, the main. Uh, it was one of the main acquisition channels as as it, as it was right like we you know i looked at google analytics i see where's traffic coming from there was some referral traffic from one or two sites mm. uh but then there was also some organic traffic and and i was like hey you know what let's let's kind of double down on this content marketing thing this seo thing and let's see where it goes and, and it worked really well like we we were you know we did a lot of outreach work we earned a lot of uh, uh of our mentions and our press and and what we did in the early days was we would say we would go to these blogs and say hey you know we're an infographic site uh, would you like an infographic we'll do it for you for free and essentially we were giving people free design mm. and uh, and 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 i said and the only catches if you can attribute, you know, and say something like, Hey, you know what, our, our friends at Vengage, this infographic tool company, or, you know, something like that, like write a, write a one sentence attribution back to us. I was like, that's all you have to do, which is, you know, what you would do if you, if you took a picture somewhere, as you would attribute the, the writer or the creator, right? You always do that, the mm. photographers. So it was, it wasn't like an outrageous ass. It was like a very, you know, uh, it was a very, uh, it was a good win-win. So there, a lot of people, a lot of bloggers, uh, said, sure, we'll do it. And, um, you know, we did, we were designed. So back, so I, one of the other hires was a, was a designer. So I had a full-time designer now every day. He would do a few info. And he was very good at infographics, obviously, because, you know, at that point, you know, I knew a lot of infographics. I knew how to, you know, like create them from templates, how we, to do, to do it really, really quickly. Like we could churn out those infographics literally like a couple a day, you know, no, no problems. So, so we did that. Early days, it was all about earning, you know, earning press mentions uh, uh, or blog mentions. Not even like press; sorry, they were all just small to medium-sized blogs, earning them one infographic at a time. So, so we did, and it didn't scale. So we did this. You know, th- people talk about doing things that didn't scale. We we definitely did things that didn't scale. We we did that one at a time, and then. And then we had a target. We track everything. I think I've showed you my my spreadsheet. We were like, "Okay, mm. hey, we need to get you know five mentions a week." And then, and so we need a funnel, right? Because then we know if we you know if we contact hundred you know bloggers, maybe like twenty would reply. And then out of that twenty, maybe like ten would actually say they want to do it. And then at the end of the day, maybe we get only five you know uh, links or five mentions out of it. And so so that was the process. And we kept you know we kept at it, and we got better and better at it. uh uh, to the point where now we you know we still do a little bit of we but we don't we don't have to work as hard anymore like people kind of know us we don't have to like create an infographic anymore uh for most people we still do it for you know for um for for press or for people who who are like our friends we still do infographics
0: for them but not so much anymore Mm, i see so um between now and this time last year can you uh share if you feel comfortable some numbers around the growth? Because I know that you generate, you guys told me, I think it's like fifty to 70,000 monthly f- new leads or, or users a month now?
1: Yeah, yeah. So ooh, back then, we were probably doing, so we grew about 3x in general. So right now, we're, our leads are about 1,000 to 2,000, depending on the, depending on the month, a day yeah um, wow. yeah so and and traffic wise we've grown 5x so wow. so so back then it was a lot less right so so now now we're close to we're we're in the we're definitely more than half a million so we're between half a million and a million uh users uh on our site a month and and that's you know and then the people who sign up uh, are, like you said you know like between I know, fifty to, to eighty thousand uh, um, a month, and so so yeah so so you know majority of them are are free users. So it's a, we have a premium model, so people can use the f- tool for free, and then we have some premium features that they can upgrade. And now, and very recently, we have a, we created an a, um, another tier called the business plan, and that's specifically for business users. So we're targeting you know basically like sort of higher value. We're trying to go up the value chain and want to target higher value uh, users uh, who can afford more. Uh, and mind you, the tool is fairly cheap. You know, like it's only $19 for premium and like $49 for, for the business plan. Uh, but the business plan allows you to do things in teams, so you can collaborate in the team. Uh, it allows you to do your own templates to create your own brand kit. So, so it's stuff that like if you're working for a bigger organization or a business that you would need.
0: Gotcha. I see. So talk about um, SEO to us and inbound, how, how you guys have just crushed it in this past year. Um, what are things some things that people can do, um some quick actionable things that you would recommend if it would come down to it? because this is something that uh, <clears throat> both you and Nadia are really helping us at founder with. Sure. So I think
1: one of the things to in 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 SEo that that really that works for for getting links is uh, is kind of what we did at the early days right we did this we 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 did outreach so outreach is very important outreach means contacting bloggers who are blogging about your space or or you know your space or, or your about your who would blog about your product um, and then offer them something so a lot of people do outreach without offering them anything they'll be like hey i wrote this article about you know vr can you like link back to it and i'm always like but why should i do that and you know what uh, and we and we get articles like that all the time, people asking us to link to their infographics. They'll, they'll go like, hey, I know your infographic site. I created all these infographics. Uh, can you please link to them? Um, and I'm always like, you know, if they're really great, I may consider, but, but 99% of the time, I don't even, you know, like our, our support staff just handles those emails and they just kind of just delete them. Uh, and the difference that we did was like, we just didn't like ask people, right? We, we, we offered something. So I'd say the, the, the first thing is, especially if you're really small, you know, you're not a brand name, you're not famous, you know, why would someone want to mention you? The, unless it's a win-win, right? So so you offer them something, like there's something you can offer them. I, I don't know what it is. But for us, it was like we, we knew how to do infographics. So we could offer them an infographic. And you earn those links, one, those mentions or links one at a time, right? Uh, initially, and it, it feels like you would never get anywhere. But you know, if you if you can get one a week, after six months, man, that's a lot of links, you
0: know? Mm, so it's um, all about the backlinks.
1: I would say SEO, number one, yes. The number one thing that, that correlates with, with ranking is backlinks, but quality backlinks, right? Not, you know, not spammy backlinks, not stuff that's not relevant. So everyone who wrote an article about us was writing something about infographic because they were showing that infographic. So it was a relevant link, right? um backlinks that are relevant is the key mm. not just any backlink because um because i'll tell you a story i hired an seo firm so before we did this um i actually hired an seo firm and that and and, and it wasn't i didn't hire any seo firm. i hired an seo firm based on a referral from a very famous marketer that you and i know i don't want to mention that person's name mm. <laughs> uh, and uh and and it, and and they were like if you google seo they're like one of the top five or top three firms that 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 are uh, in the u.s um, I hired that firm, paid them a lot of money and they were just getting me these like links from content farms. They were doing, putting links in comments. They were doing things that were so amateurish. <laughs> I, I had to ask them to take them. I actually said, Hey, you know what? I'll pay you the money, but can you please remove? I actually asked them to undo everything. Cause I was wow. so, par- I was so paranoid that like, instead of actually helping me, it would, it would, because it, it would be really weird. It would be like this article or something else, and then there'll be like a sentence say Oh, check out Van Gage's templates, and there'll be yes. a link. And I'm just like, and I would just be shocked. And then they would leave comments on other infographic uh, uh, articles. Hey, check out Van It will be. It's so obvious, so spammy, so sell like so spammy that I was yeah. shocked how bad they were. So. So, so we had kind of gone through that pain of like, wow, like if that's how SEO firms do it, like, this is not how I want to do it. I want to get like, I want to earn them like correctly. I want to get like a real link that actually, uh, you know, makes sense. That's actually, you know, about, you know, that, that isn't Mm. Um. So, so, so back to what, what you said, like, it's definitely, you know, trying to get mentions or links. We use the term mentions because it doesn't sound as technical as just trying to get backlinks. Mm. (laughs) Uh, because you, know, you are trying to get a mention, right? And, and yes, with the mention of link as well. Yeah. Um, so that was it. And, and, and the key thing there is, is, is outreach. A lot of people think that, oh, I'm just going to write this incredible article and then Google is just going to reward me. So that's one of the, I want to say that's one of the misconceptions of a lot of content marketing is that, oh, you just have to blog, you know, blog and blog and blog and put good content and Google will magically like, uh, reward you. Right, like Google or whoever else is in charge of the algorithms will reward you because they will recognize the the merit of your writing. You know, like somehow it will know. Oh, wow, this is like the best article, and just push you up. And in and we did that too. So don't get me wrong. We also kind of thought, wow, we should do that. So for a while we were blog- we were blogging like we were, we were following all these rules. Like, oh, you have to should blog prolifically. So we were. We were pumping out like three to five articles a week, like a lot of articles, uh, but doing no outreach. And then basically, you know, you know what happens when you write and, you know, and, and you're not a brand name. No one cares about you. You don't have a following. Mm-hmm. Basically, nothing happens, right? Nothing happens. Like no one's coming, no one's sharing. Uh, and then and so one day I was like, why are we doing this? Because we read some guide somewhere like, no, like let's why don't we focus on quality? And why don't we do some outreach and ask and write about things that people care about? Uh, I would say fall of last year, we we had a, a change in strategy in our content strategy where we said, let's just do one article a month. So we went from like a couple of weeks to, to extreme to one article a month. And it would be what I call original research articles. So we would conduct our own research, collect our own data, and then create an infographic from it. And then we would then do outreach to people, to press, to say, hey, look at this interesting article or interesting infographic, uh, and then see if they would mention us uh, uh, or not. And it worked. Like, so we we went from like cr- writing a lot that, of content that no one cares to writing very few content that people cared. Uh, and that worked. So that was the other part of our, S- of our SEO strategy was we experimented with a popular, what we call p- uh, pop culture content, so, if you go to our site, you'll see like there's like Star Wars and design. There's like Game of Thrones. Uh, there's one on a uh, uh, creepy which is like horror horror viral stories. And recently there's one we, we did on on the Olympics. Uh, mm-hmm. but we don't just do like, oh, here's an <clears throat> infographic on the Olympics, right? we We did one where we analyzed the age of 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 the of uh, w- of winning gold medalists in Olympics, and we kind of saw this insight that it's getting uh, people are getting older. So, so the, so the, so the whole uh, infographic and article was about is in, in the Olympics is is the 30s and the, the new 20s, and it kind of is like people are getting you know medal winners are getting older older now than they were you know like, uh, 10, 20, 30 years ago. So we do very interesting niche topics that require original research, and that's the kind of stuff that that publications and news articles are very interested in because they haven't done the research right. That they're always looking for interesting stories, and here we are. Doing the research ourselves, uh, and you know, creating an interesting gra- not only that, creating interesting graphics, uh, well, like infographics, so that they can then like kind of put it on their site and and uh, and get and get their viewers on it. So we've been doing you know a lot of that. So this is like an advanced SEO, obviously. Once you know, once you're into that that stage, and we're we we're, we're now sort of doubling down on this technique now, where we we write one article, uh, and then have many people link to it, as opposed to the you know, one infographic per link, uh, strategy that we were using, you know,
0: last year. Mm, And that seems to be working well. Yes, it is working well. Yeah. I see. And how big is your team right now? So we're about 15
1: now. So yeah, it's grown quite a bit. Yeah. We're about 15 people. Uh, there's, there's 12 in, uh, in Toronto, sorry, there's 11 in Toronto and one, uh, one. So North America, there's 12, there's one in the, one in the U S and then we have another three or four uh, uh, overseas.
0: Gotcha. And how do you manage that team? What does that look like? Because you are a solo founder, you're CEO, you don't have COO. Uh, what does that look like? What does the week look like? How do you structure it?
1: So I would say before last month, I was very disorganized uh, because we're grown. So mind you, have grown really, really fast, right? So this is like in the in the last six months, I've like doubled the team, right? And then before that, it was even smaller. Like, for, you know, we were like four, and then we were eight, and then we were like twelve, and then we were fifteen, all in the span of like one year, pretty much. So, so, so all this has happened very, very quickly. And and essentially, I was just, I was, you know, I I like flat organizations. So I decided, you know, maybe mistakenly <laughs> that everybody would just report to me, and I would just manage everybody, uh, including escalation. So I, everything escalated to me. So I, up to today, I. Uh, I still handle uh, customer support escalations, which is insane because because I, I do get a few tickets a day uh, that, that are escalated to me. And so it's it's just a very hectic, I'm just kind of running around, I'm, I'm not focused, uh, I'm always reactive. Mm. Uh, until about a month ago, uh, then I decided, you know, I got coaching, actually, thanks to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I listened to the coach.me uh, episode. Uh, and, and then I realized, you know, I I mean, I kind of knew my life was out of control. I knew my management style was out of control, because I had no time to do anything. Mm. And so I got a coach, <laughs> I got a coach called Kendra uh, from, from coach.me um uh, she's great so she's helped me <laughs> organize my my schedule uh, and it's also it's also made me realize i need some managers so uh so now i'm getting i'm getting a few key people it, it isn't official yet so i don't want to mention it but yeah this won't come out but, for a while yeah yeah so but but it then oh okay so so by the time this comes out, you know it probably will be official and so I, so I have you know two of the CTO you know my CTO and my head of marketing uh, you know Q and Nadia I'm basically having them get all the um, uh, to do uh, direct reports now so that I don't have to handle everyone uh, and then I hired I hired a new customer success manager and she's starting actually tomorrow oh, so wow. then I'm also going to hand off all the customer success st- support staff and and uh, and escalations to her uh, so so so. Theoretically speaking, like the only people that will report to me are the designers and then the, you know, the three, you know, managers and, and my time would be, you know, much better, you know, it will be much more organized, you know, like next week onwards, hopefully.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, um, and how do you, how do you guys check in and keep in touch of like, so what everyone knows what everyone is doing? So, so thankfully the core team is almost the entire
1: core team is in Toronto. And we, we have a, you know, we work out of a house now. We have this small house, which I've mentioned to you. Mm -hmm. We have this very small house that we rented on the West side of the city. uh, And, and it, and it's, you know, it's the working area is maybe like, you know, I want to say 500 square feet. It's very small, maybe even less. So there's a lot of organic ad hoc bumping around, but, but we do have meetings on Mondays. So we have only one day one day's worth of meetings cuz i generally don't like meetings mm, me too so for, yeah so for one day we meet we have a team meeting at noon and then the each team like the design team the the product team the uh the the marketing team will have their own breakout and and meet for another hour uh and basically we go through you know similar to like an agile or scrum we go through what we've done last week and we go through what we're going to do this week Uh, basically set the priorities right for the whole week and then it's go and then that's it the rest of the week you're sort of you know you know what you're what you need to do what are the key priorities you need to everybody knows their key priorities Uh, and we use Trello we use Trello to sort of organize everything we have multiple like each team has their own board and then I have like uh, you know like a roadmap uh, 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 board as well so that I kind of know at a higher level you know where we the direction that we need to go in general and so, and so, yeah. So, so, so far, this has worked really well. Like you know, so far it's worked really well. And then with the remotes, because we do have some remote, it's it's chat, right? So we use a uh, we use Hangouts because we're on Google Apps. So everything, you know, instead of opening another app, we just use Hangouts. So everything is in there.
0: Gotcha. I see. I was going to say. Uh so we have to work towards wrapping up this was the, that's a really great insight which i think people will find really valuable around your, your leadership style and, and how you manage your team especially from a fast growth perspective um and it's great to hear that uh your coach is, is teaching you because um, i i have a great coach at coach shop me too so it's awesome so in regards to Vengage, it's an amazing infographic tool. We use it here at Founder. We're pumping out a lot of infographics now with it in a lot of our articles that you will see. Um, and I'm just curious, what's next for Vengage? So for Vengage,
1: um, you know, we're always the goal of Vengage or the vision of Vengage is always to make infographics creation easier. Um, I mean, that's been the goal from the start and so what we want to do and, and it's and it's not only to make it it's to make it so easy that a non designer so most of our users are non designers like people who won't use you know photoshop or illustrator because not not because they can but because it's too complicated it's not their like day job to do that stuff so so the next step for 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 Vantage is really you know we're sort of experimenting with some new um, with some new wizards to to make the process even easier and we're experimenting with some layout sort of a layout wizard that would you know with a few clicks you could have a very customized infographic you know very easily and then you know with another few clicks sort of put in a color scheme and 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 your data and and so so we're kind of calling that like the smart gener- like generator and, and that's that's something that we have been looking at and and working on for the last few months and
0: hopefully I hopefully it'll come out like before October. Awesome. And, um, in terms of growth, how, how, how far do you see, do you see it going? Oh, so wow. So, so from I'm very optimistic with, with,
1: with the, with the growth, uh, with the, with the market in general. So my, so if you had asked me this question a year ago, I would, uh, you know, I would have said, you know, infographics is a niche, niche, uh, uh feel it'll be, you know, maybe if you're lucky, it'll be in the single digit millions. Uh, maybe if you're very lucky, if you like take the whole market, maybe it'll be a $10 million company. But I have since, I have since changed my opinion. Uh, to me, the market like is in the hundreds, if not like you know, millions, if not in the billion you know, now. And and that's simply because if you if you think about it, like, you know, information and data is only going to grow, right? We're never going to be in a stage where, you know, they will have less information or less data. Uh, so that's the number one driving force. The number the second driving force is that we're constantly being un- inundated with 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 um, with this noisy stuff from from uh, from social media, from the from the press, from uh, from your phones. So people will always need an easier way to digest data, an easy way to visualize data information, an easier way to tell a story. Right? That that need will always be there, and not only that, that need will be a hundred times bigger. Um, so, if you you know, even if you think of something like VR, like virtual you know, reality, people are not going to be reading when VR becomes a reality. They're not going to be reading text on their goggles. Right. They're mm-hmm. going to be looking at visualizations. So VR will be video, will be voice and it will be infographics. So the future is going to be like 10x, 20x, 100x infographics. And, and so I'm really bullish on this whole thing. And, and I think we can become a very, very big company. Uh, and I, and I, I told you this, like one of the, one of the sort of parallel companies I see is, is, uh, is SurveyMonkey. Like SurveyMonkey does one thing, it does, you know, uh, surveys. And, and you would think, you know, maybe like 20 years ago when, you know, 15 years ago when they started, that's a very niche product. Uh, you know, only a few people needed surveys. Now everybody needs surveys, and 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 I have the same feeling with infographics. Like five years ago, very few people need infographics. Now, like everybody's doing infographics. They they teach it in school now. Like, grade school students are using infographics. Uh, you know, government users are infogra- are using infographics. Like a sales manager uses infographics. Uh, you know, like a consultant uses infographics. So everyone is gonna use infographics and and I think we can grow this to like a you know into like a hundred million dollar company
0: yeah wow well wow. that's um that's amazing man well look I uh, have no doubt that you will and I look forward to uh, following your journey um, so dude where's the best place people can find you so the best place you can find me
1: is uh, you can e- you can email me directly like you know I answer my emails it's Eugene at and and obviously you can also just go to uh, vengage.com and uh, and then you know there's a contact us link there you can also contact us and and you know and say you want you want to you want to email me, uh Eugene and uh, it will get to me because we're still a very small company.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, that was very kind of you to offer out your email. So it's vengage v e n n g a g g e. v e
1: n n g a g e. So like a Venn diagram and uh, and, and and like a Gage,
0: like Engage.
1: So it was basically two words, <laughs> Engage, Venn and Engage together.
0: Boom, done. Awesome. Well, look, uh, thank you so much uh, for taking the time. This was awesome chatting with you, dude. Oh, thanks a lot, Nathan. It's great. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content